Bruchim Haboyim B'Shem Hashem Berachnuchim V'Yitz Hashem Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir Yitz Hashem Hopefully it'll be a full hour Shir Lila Nishmas Memory of Shimon Ben Yitzchok and Masha Ben Yitzchok A Nisham is created to come down into this world. Nisham is taken, and the soul is taken from part of God Himself. Altarev explains in Tanya, second period, Chelik Elika Mimal Mamish. Part of God Himself. Nishama sent onto this world for 70-80 years and it wears and tears and does and has to complete mission after mission mitzvah after mitzvah and we ask often enough, often time says 70-80 years and yet so many people, way younger, don't, don't survive. When Arna Kain the high priest Arna saw his two sons enter into the Holy of Holies and the flame consumed them for all the reasons which we've spoken about in the archives, you can find Nachrimais. The Torah tells us immediately the different laws, how a Korean has to behave in mourning. Then the Torah tells us, Vayidoim Aharoin. Aharoin remained silent. <coughs> Excuse me. He didn't react. Or did he not? Vaidaim almost sounds like he was like a stone. He stonewalled, perhaps, the concept of the death of his sons. The main lesson of Aaron's reaction. was he did not rant and rave, tear his skin off his body, to understand that these were not just two sons, these were sons that were very, very special, very holy, they were holier and spe- more special than he and his brother Moshe. So it was a tremendous, tremendous loss for him. It tells us the Tata, that they passed away in the way that they did
and Aranakoyan accepted this. He accepted this fullheartedly. Aaron accepted this in a level, in a way, where he maintained complete silence, he maintained complete control, he did exactly what is allowed to do. He knew that these souls, these nishamas, came down with a mission. And although they were a very young age, he knew that they're connecting once again with the Creator in a proper form, in a proper fashion, being where HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants them to be. So we have a mission. We're given the mission, sometimes we're given it directly. Sometimes we're actually told, this is your mission in life, follow this mission, do this mission. And sometimes, the mission follows us and finds us. There are times where our mission is simply to go out there and help a fellow Jew. Where is that fellow Jew? Who is that fellow Jew? How is that fellow Jew? Just simply to go out and to find a fellow Jew, to speak to them, to say a nice word, a kind word. You don't know what effect you could have by simply asking somebody, how are you? By simply telling somebody a kind, kind word, special word. By giving somebody that smile. By showing somebody you care. We obviously don't want to know that's our life mission. Because once we complete it, God says, okay, you've done. But we do apply ourselves to do that as such. And we don't give up. And we don't stop. Because the truth is, if I want to live long, I just sit at home, my hands crossed. I don't do, I don't accomplish my mission. I'm good to go. No problems. That's not how it works. We have a life mission. We need to complete it. We need to do it the way it's supposed to be done. A shliach, a messenger, 
this Shabbos Mitzvah is the Kinnis Hashluchim. Thousands of emissaries of Chabad will emerge together in Crown Heights. I'm sure several hundred will go to the oil. Thousands will be here in 770 for Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbos Varchen, Kodesh Kislev. As we celebrate the upcoming Yom Tif, one of the most glorious Yom Tevim Chabad, Eshchidish Kislev. And of course, as we know, it will be Mirz Hashem on Shabbos. Eshchidish. Sorry. Shkedish is on Friday. I had to check that because I knew there was something wrong when I said it. So again, when the Neshama comes down onto the world with its mission, so as the Shluchim now come down together, and they show and they show and they share with one another the most magnificent stories that they experience out on their Shlichus in the most abstract places in the world. Unfortunately, there are many Shluchim that cannot come because of the distance or because of their COVID restrictions in their countries. My own son in Auckland, New Zealand is still basically on lockdown there. Can't just leave just yet because he won't be able to come back in. And he can't just desert his shlichus. So this Shabbos as we read Chayesara, once again we read about Shlichus. But firstly and foremost, and we've said this many, many times, and it's something that's so pertinent, so important in here, Chayesara, the life of Sarah, what was the life of Sarah? Yitzchak was the life of Sarah. And Sarah put in her blood, sweat, and tears into, into Yitzchak. And when you raise a child, you want your child to raise, to grow up perfect. Everyone wants that perfect son. But in Sarah's opinion, a perfect child is somebody that a child that's even fit to be brought up on the altar of the Abishta of God as a sacrifice, a karban Allah. And so when Sarah hears her husband taking her only child, Yitzchak, to be slaughtered in the Akedah and God's command. This was the ultimate simcha in the mother's heart. But when the Satan tells her, it didn't happen, 
he killed him almost. She heard almost means it didn't happen. Means my son failed, or I failed. My son is not fit to be a proper carbon. She could not take this, and this killed her. The Mishaleach, the, the one that sends the messengers, takes it very to heart and very to heed each and every one of his messengers. Shliach shall Adam say the messenger of a person is like he himself. So when a Chosid of Chabad considers himself a Shliach, whether he's on Shlichus in Auckland, New Zealand, in Panama City, or in the most Congo furthest, farthest flung points in the deep, deep Africa, or whether he's in Brooklyn, New York, and going out and showing himself as a chassid, putting on film with Yidin, helping Yidin, being kind to Yidin. Each and every one of us are a shliach and representative of the Rebbe. Sometimes, as a shliach, you go out, you say to somebody, Rebbe Yid, I want to put on the film. I say, sure. <laughs> I came today to the place I go to on Wednesday, one of the places. And I go to one building and I go to a, neighbor, a neighboring shop. So the neighbor was walking there also. So I said, this is not come. He says, no, I have customers waiting. I said, you're smoking a cigarette. You can't smoke that in front of them. And you know very well, you put on tefillin with me every week. It takes you less time to put on the tefillin and say what we say than it takes you to finish a cigarette. So throw away the cigarette and let's do the tefillin. You know what? He did it. He threw down the cigarette. He said, oh, I don't have a yamake. So he used mine. Did I get it back? I got it back. And he used mine, rolled up his sleeve, took off his jacket, whatever it was, took off his watch, wrapped up the film, made the virachas, said everything that we say, and was literally out of there. I said, you see, this is shorter than your cigarette would have taken. And he didn't say, he does not say thank you or anything like that. We're very, very close, but Hashem, we do this every week. But the funny part was when I pulled in, there was literally nowhere to pull in. So I squeezed in, and there was a fellow, an old Russian, I'm sure Jewish, that had a, a BMW that had a, some kind of, this is a body shop that I'm going to, so he must have had a problem. On the other side of the sky, I didn't see it. And I pulled in such a way that I had to open my door, I had to be very careful not to bang into his car. I told him in Russian, I greeted him, he says to me, you be careful. He says, you don't touch my car. It's an expensive car. He's telling me in Russian. He's, as I said to him, what do you want? My dear friend over here, my sweetheart, my dear, dear, loving fellow Jew. He said, come put film. 
He looked at me, he was so angry that I put my car anywhere near his car, he wouldn't put on film. <laughs> Three other people put on film as well. Baruch Hashem. Is that satisfactory? No, it's not. He usually go to a second office, he's not in today. So I'll have to go to the mission tomorrow. But before I sat down to the shir, and off, one of the offices I go to sometimes called me to tell me 2 o'clock tomorrow, He's going to have a friend over also. They both want to put on film. Baruch Hashem. It got to a point where, yes, I ask people and I do get rejected. But I got to a point here where, first of all, Baruch Hashem, I have many people that have their own pairs of film now and put on a daily basis, Baruch Hashem. And then I have those that literally call me to make sure that I'm going to be at a certain place at a certain time because they're leaving and they know they're supposed to be there at a certain time. So they say, please hurry up and come earlier. We have all kinds, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, this is what shlichus, this is what going out and doing good for mankind. Not putting a star up on your chart, not boasting, I'm not telling you, I'm not priding myself, this is how it works in conjunction with fellow mankind. So when we need to embrace a fellow Jew, we need to hear their story, we need to be their shoulder on which to cry, we need to give out, extend our hand for them to hold and squeeze. It's the same thing. You have those that say, I'm good, I'm fine, they just close up. And then you have those that with Siyat feel your sincerity, feel your understanding, feel how you really want to help them. And they reach out and they say, please, talk to me. Hear me out. All the Shluchim and all those that try to do the right thing and be Shluchim in their own way, in their own rights, with Hatzlocha, Rabba, Muflaga, tremendous success and blessing, with health, with longevity, and to make the Rebbe proud to an extent that to sing and dance together with the Rebbe in Yerushalayim, in HaKadosh. Let's return our focus to the Parsha, such a rich Parsha. Let's move forward, fast forward on the Pasha, today's portion actually. Eliezer comes to talk to the family of Rivka. And he tells over his whole shlichus. What his master told him, how he had to swear. And his master blessed him without slacha, with success and the merit of the Malach Hashem that will accompany him. And he says, He said to me, my master, Hashem, Hashem, which will go before you, will send his angel with you, 
and you'll be successful. And he tells him, take a son from my a woman for my son, from my family, from my father's household. The Holy Alshach asks the question. Earlier in the parasha it tells us Avram speaking to Eliezer tells us about Avram speaking to Eliezer and it says Hashem Eloke HaShemayim Hu Yishtach Malochoi Lefonecho He will send His angel before you was if you remember, he said when he repeated the story, he said he will send the angel with you. Here he says before you. The sins of Ram said to Eliezer, Hakadosh Baruch Hu will send his angel before you. Why does Eliezer change it and say he'll send your angel, his angel, with you? And the Alshech explains, by using this wording, Eliezer looked to make greater and to strengthen the glory in the eyes of the family of Rivka. Eliezer suspected, even if they agree, to the main, to this real shidduch of Yitzchak, and they agree that it's the right thing, they still would think it's maybe not fitting. It's not our our honor to just send our daughter, who has a beautiful lineage. send her off in the hand of a servant. And therefore, Eliezer stresses that Avram said to him, Hashem Yishlach Malachai Itcho. Hashem will send His angel with you. I'm not a simple servant here. He made the Malach Tafelalai. He's secondary to me. He said the Malach Yahweh Aisi will come with me. Eti, sorry. Not that I go with him, but the Malach's coming with me. For I am the main character here. I'm not like every other slave, don't even imagine that. I am holy, I am a tzaddik, I am pure. So although I journey with an angel, Angels coming with me. I am the mainstay part of the story. So they should not think of him in a lowly status. He boasted the story a little bit. So 
So since Avram relied on him and considered him even more than a Malach Hashem, therefore they should respectfully send their daughter with him. This approach of the Alshach that we just mentioned fits basically according to, to Drush. We know there's Pshat, Remez, Drush, and Said. Pshat is a simple explanation. Remez is what's hid, hinted. And Drush is what we try to delve into. And Said is the secrets. This would fit under the category of Drush. We delved in to get such an explanation. But according to the simple explanation, the Pshat, we need to understand this. Why did Eliezer change the wording from Malachi Lefonecho to Malachi Itcho? Cheda, we could perhaps say that the actual pshat itself is a little hard to begin with. That actually there's no real question, sorry. There's no real question to it to begin with. It's only a change of a word. The essence, the idea, is that Malach is going to accompany him. So by switching and saying this way or that way, we still understood the same story. And there's other things that Eliezer switches around. When he comes, when he repeats over the words of Avram, from the way the words that Avram said before, from Avram himself, although Avram said it one way, The actual explanation, the actual point was the same. And the Radak writes as well. That in the time of the in this time over here where the lapsing time lapses and Eliezer repeats there's a changing of wording, but the explanations are the same. The meaning is the same. However, we find in Rashi, in the beginning of Pasha's Nayach, where Rashi is not so happy with something very pachajah, similar to this. It says, Es ha'alekim is halach neach. Not not God led Neach, but Esa, the God. And Rashi explains, Avram said, Asher, his halachti the fanov. I will see to it that he goes before him. And Rashi says, what's the difference in these wordings? And he answers, Neach, needed to be sated to be able to have his support that he needed from God. Avram, on the other hand, was on his own. 
his own righteousness saw to it that he got what he needed. He nurtured himself through it. So by Neach it says, Es HaLeikim is HaLech Neach, the God that led Neach, because he needed help. And therefore God was with him to help him out. Whereas by Avram, God went with the righteousness of Avram. And Avram went in his own righteousness. And therefore, it says, Ashesalachti the Fonov, I went before him, because he really was a mashmas. He was going already on the right path. So I just went before him. Whereas Nayak needed, the, in order to get anywhere, needed the help. Also we must say, that according to Pshat, we can perhaps translate the difference between the wording lifnei to the word es. The word lifnei meaning before, and the wording that we said es halakim. The general word of with, saying the, using the word, the phrase with, im, now we unfortunately end up with a little bit of a question here, a little dilemma. Why did Avram say that the Malach will be the Fnei Eliezer in front of Eliezer? Malach is the Fanecha, I'm sending before you, in front of you. And Eliezer chose to say that the Malach, rather, instead of the Fnei, excuse me, is S. He's with him. Itcha. So therefore we have to be able to explain that these two expressions the difference between two expressions in simple fashion. Yishtach malachir lefanecha I send my angel before you which means the malach will go in front of Eliezer. To guarantee him to begin with the success of his mission and therefore Eliezer Reaches after all said and done, when he had, when he arrives, everything is set for him. The table set. But it says Yishtach Malachi Itcha. The Malach is going together with Eliezer. It's a different level now. The main thing that he has to do has to be done through Eliezer. The Malach helps him. Malach helps that the mission should be successful. Sad Satisfied to be to come through to help out. And therefore, according to the truth, the Malach went Lifnei Eliezer in front of Eliezer. He led him. And therefore Avram says, Malach Yedafanecho. The Malach going before you. However, when Eliezer spoke with Besuel, the father of Rivka, excuse me, he needed to condense the Malach's actions, and therefore instead of saying that he went before me and prepared the way and everything else, he's with me, came with me. Simply explaining this, 
the intention of Avram when he says Yishtach Malochi Lefanecha, send my angel, angel before you, is to be that the Shlichus should be Vatslacha. And he's guaranteeing him to begin with the angels going before you, he's going to take care of everything before you, you're going to come there with a set table. Mm-hmm. The Malach will go even before he has to get there, everything will be taken care of. And therefore, Eliezer did not need to. Eliezer did not need to struggle so. It wasn't such a struggle for him because everything was set. So much so that he had what's called Kvitsa Saderach. He says, Hayyim Bossi, I arrived today. What do you mean you arrived today? What are you telling me you arrived today? Because today I left as well. So the journey which should have taken several days, I arrived, I left this morning and I'm here today. He had Kvitsa Saderach. When he arrived on Naram Narayim, to the Be'er Mayim, where he meets Rivka, he didn't have to wait. He just simply finished saying to God the prayer that please help me make this work. And he was there. And he saw Rivka coming out already. Medish brings this case, shall we call it, like one of the cases in which answered the Tvila. The minor piv, response of the mouth. Which means to say that Rivka, in the merit of Eliezer's tefillah, came out. This in itself is an amazing entity. He didn't even manage to finish his prayer. Eliezer didn't even manage to finish Rivka was there. So according to the simple explanation, we see that Rivka arrived on her own because of the middle of his prayers. Which must say that Rivka went out from her house before even he started to pray. Once he started to pray, she arrived. Even without the praying, she knew she had to go out. And we see this also in the continuation. When Mesul wanted to hold back the Shidduch, a Malach came along and killed him. 
At the end we hear, Ochi, Imo, you don't hear anything about Basul. They asked the girl what she thought. And she answered it immediately, I'm going. Didn't have anything extra to think about. Eilech me'atzmi, it says, I'll go on my own. If you don't want. Don't pull that off today. It doesn't really work for a girl to say, I said, I want to marry this guy and I'm out. Some cases it does. Some cases might be better. Mm-hmm. Considering the shivach crisis we're going through as is. So we recognize, therefore, when it, the words, oh, sorry, so he's talking about Rivka said she'd go on her own. This was all done because of the Malach Hashem. Not Eliezer's pleading and begging. However, when Eliezer came to the nitty gritty, as we say, with Bissuel, and was asking for his agreeing on the Shidduch, Tzimtzim is Pulas HaMalach. This already constricted the action of the Malach himself, and therefore didn't mention Yishtach Malach Elefanecha. Malach went with before him. Why? If Eliezer would tell that it's definite that God sent the Malach in front of him and he prepared and paved the road for this whole thing, Saul would have answered, what are you talking to me about in that case? What's the business, you and I? According to you, the Malach already established everything, set everything up. Anything we discuss here is extra. Therefore, before Besul said to Eliezer, Yishtach Malachi Itcha, in front of Besul, I'm sorry, Eliezer says, Yishtach Malachi Itcha, Malach is with me, the Malach accompanied me, and he didn't tell him the Malach already took care of everything by its own. Because Basul couldn't grasp that. That was not too much for his brain. But we also can't ask that at the end of the day, how did Eliezer say in the name of Avram something he didn't say? And we find also Eliezer changing even the story itself. He changes the order in order that he shouldn't get caught up in his words. The truth is, according to our actual re- accounting, 
it's not really changing wording of Avram. When Avram said, Yishlach Malachi Lefanach, I'll send the angels before you. This is generalization. And also when he says, the Malach will help you, will be an assistant to you in everything you do. So it's self-understood in that case what went on. But Eliezer did not tell everything. And therefore this wording, Lefanecha, was hidden. And he only used the word, Itcha, with you. In order to minimize the change from the words of Avram, in essence, Eliezer adds, and he says, Yishlach Malachi Itcha V'Hitzliach Darkecha and your travel will be successful. We don't find that in Avram's words itself. But Eliezer intended to fulfill, to fill in part of this that was lacking from the words of Avram and his blessing. Hashem Yishlach Malachi Lefanecha God will send his Malach before you and therefore adds also the Lashon of Hatzlocha that is, its Indian, its true Indian, is a matana, which is accepted from the Maida without any kind of trying, a gift from above, without any effort. The recipient didn't have to any effort, it was all done automatically, set on a, on a silver platter. So one time, one side we find, Eliezer didn't want to say this clearly, that Avraham Avinu blessed him, that the Malach would go in front of him and prepare everything before him. On the other hand, he didn't want to exclude it entirely, and therefore he makes he implies it, he hints, hints to it. And he brings that says about the Hatzlacha being the, through this. So again, each and every one of us goes with a Malach. A Malach that does different, different things for us. We need to apply ourselves in each and everything that we do that we find that we are actually, as we said before, doing our mission as well. In the beginning of the Pasha talks about the purchase of Avram Avinu, the Maras Machpela. And it says, Amachpela, what was the Machpela, Rashi says? Bayez Vali Agava, the house and an attic on top of it. Where it doesn't make sense. Bayis, a house, and, a, and an attic. A, 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 ton, a tunnel, a, a cave, and an attic. A house, and a cave, two total different things. A tunnel, two different things. House is built over ground, and a cave usually is a hole in the ground. So how does this work that he explains that this, the Machpela was a house and, a, and, a, and an attic? Pesukim continue and it says that stay Ephraim, which was in the Machpela. And from there we see that it's not only the cave that was called Machpela, but this is also the name of the entire field. Therefore we can't say that the field was called Machpela because of the cave that was in it. Because it says, Maras HaMachpelah, Maras Dea 
Therefore, the Ma'ara that was in the Steya Machpela means to say, implies, that the main thing was Machpela, that it was doubled. And the Ma'ara, the cave, is called Ma'ara Samachpela, on top of a field. Therefore, Rashi explains, to make depicted better, Machpela, not just the cave itself, but next to the cave was a house, a double house with a with an, with an attic. So for one time, one point, it's one, from one side it's called a ma'ara, ma'ara samachpela, the cave, mm-hmm. and the other side, machpela, is the house that's doubled. That was next to this ma'ara. Well, on the other hand, the field itself was called machpela, not a ma'ara itself. Therefore, the bias a kafel that was there. Zvikasev mole yitnenali. Give you full money. Now she says, Ashalim kol shavi, I'll pay the entire amount. And David it says also, Vachin David Amar, Laharina, Vikasev mole. Also, he'll buy it with a full amount of money. Why does Rashi have to add that? What does it add to our explanation of the Pasuk? But this is perhaps we could say the explanation of Rashi. Why the reason that Avram wanted to buy this with Kesef Mali full price. The reason being that he did not want David to build a Mizbeach in Haramiriya until he paid for it fully. Even though it was already a merit and it was already conquered, the Pasik says, I don't want you to go up there and to buy, bring up any sacrifices for free. He wanted it should not be a rainer, it should not have any kind of um, complaints or any connection and say, I sold it for half price because really I'm a partner with you. Therefore, he paid full money here. So, take away the merit of Arena in any which way, form, or fashion. Mm-hmm. And this is the intention of Avram when he buys Marasamachpela. Even though he had to take, he had rights to this. Because Akash Baruch said, I'll give to your children, your family, this is your land. Still in all, he pays effort in full price, so there should be no dispute and no discussion. May we merit that the land, Zaracha, the land that Akash Baruch promised our children, to his children, to the children of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, should indeed be given to them speedily in our day with Mashiach to Kainu. And next week we'll talk about another about Shkedish Kislev. We should have Hatzlacha, Ubracha, Yiddish Shalai, Mira Kedish, Shabbat, Shalom to all.